Welcome everyone to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Karabin. Here we discuss all things energetic, spiritual, intuitive, and yes, psychic. You'll learn about things like Reiki, animal communication, mediumship, or maybe just how to manage your energy on a daily basis. We'd like this to be a place where you can come to open your mind and allow yourself to create a better version of you. It's all about everyday living with a twist. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Ginger Hendry. Um, so today, we were thinking that we want to go kind of like sort of um, fundamentals. Is that what we'll call it, Ginger? Fundamentals. Yeah, um, the process. process. The process. Um, the process of like our readings. Both of us do different things. Um, you know, we both do animal communication. We both do intuitive life coaching and those are kind of similar. And then, um, Ginger also does Akashic records and I also do shamanic illuminations. Um, and I, I was kind of thinking about this because yesterday I had a client, um, and it was a, it was a, her, um, sister had bought her a, a gift certificate for me. So, I got on the phone with her yesterday and I was like, you know, how's it going? Are you, are you ready for this? And she said, I'm really nervous. And I was like, what? Like nervous, you know? And then I thought, you know what? People come into these things and they probably have no idea what to expect. Now you still kind of do, I know when I do a reading, I'm like, this is how it's going to go. And I'm going to go A, B, C, D. You'd still do the same thing, right? I still do the same thing, but probably like you, a lot of clients I ask, the first thing I ask is, have you ever done an animal communication reading before? Yeah. And some people haven't, believe it or not, even ever done a reading at all. Yeah. Right. Says, I just heard about this from so-and-so. Yeah. Um, and some people say, no, I've done readings with for mediumship or intuitive or whatever, never with my animal. And I'm, you know, I'm really anxious to see what he, she has to yeah. say. Or, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I do the same thing. I kind of say, okay, first I'm going to do this and, and whatever. And yes, that is always the first question I ask, have you ever done that? And the reason we always ask, have you ever done something like this before? For me, it kind of gives me a little bit of like, okay, no one's ever done this before. I have to handhold a little bit. And when I say handhold, I don't mean that in a condescending way. I mean that I might have to explain things like a little bit more or explain how I receive information or, or, or something like, like right. that. So anyway, we thought that this might be a really um, helpful thing for people that are possibly thinking about doing this so they know what to expect um, and and how it goes. So what do you say we both start out and let's talk about animal communication and how you do yours and how I do mine. Now, both Ginger and I were um, trained together and certified together, but we always kind of say, we've probably said this a million times in different podcasts that... that um, we, you, it morphs into your own thing. So I may do things different than you now, you know, vice versa. We may do things a little different. So let's start off with that. And we'll talk, we'll each kind of talk about how just the process, and we're not talking about the psychic stuff right now, although my guess is we'll end up talking about a little bit of that anyway, because we always do, but um, let's start with animal communication and then we'll kind of move on from there just so everybody gets an, gets an idea. So when you how talk to me about the format of your animal communication reading? Well, I think the setup, as you just said, is probably similar because we were trained similarly. So um, typically, you know, the first question always is, um, have you ever done this kind of a reading before? And then I walk the person through, this is how it's kind of going to work. 
I'm going to connect to you first and see what comes up. And I always say, I'm not going to go deep. It's not like I'm reading you. I just want to make that connection because we do find that we're able to connect more deeply with a client's animal if we are connected to the, to the human. So for me, things, you know, whatever pops up, words, you know, whatever. And a lot of times what pops up when I do that really quick connection with my client ends up coming up. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I know the animal's already, you know, like, woo, waving, you know, here we go. Yeah, and let me interrupt for a second there because yeah. I want to talk about that human thing a little bit. I do the same thing. I say the same thing. Have you ever done this kind of reading before, like we said before? And then I always connect with the human first. And I do think that people get really nervous about that. There's some people yeah. that are like, no, 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 I don't want you inside my head. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We're not like inside your head like the you know, you had a fight with your husband last night and we know exactly what happened. You know, it's right. not that. We're picking up on, you know, different energies. Like, okay, yesterday I read in a reading, it was, you know, she was, I could pick up even before I connected with the animal, there was, there was an issue with the animal. She was having trouble with something. She was very um, concerned about it. And she was, she felt lack of control. She felt, I don't know where to go with this. She, so it's things like that. You're picking up the maybe feelings or emotions kind of yeah because I was thinking I just did one um last week as well and I, I picked up a lot like the first sort of visual thing um that I picked up was this image of folders and papers and and they were all lined up in a line and I remember hearing the word literally literally I can't even linear. say it. linear linear <laughs> 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 um you know in, in of, of how this person operated and it was like just a quick whatever but there was yes. a lot of information that came um and she said yes that that made sense to her and whatever and then we connected with her um animal but it it came up with the animal because yes. she was so focused on her work that and her energy was all kind of like hung up on this that it was making the cat crazy crazy and she was coming to me as it turned out for a behavior issue with the cat but it was caused by this so that quick yes so that's yeah. a perfect example of why we read the human first yes. because a lot of times the behaviors that you come to us for in your animal are them trying to bring your attention to something going on with you in yes. order to help you move forward with that thing i yes. hope that was kind of clear with everybody that's why we read the human first, because the animals in our lives are always kind of trying to help us right. move forward with something that's going on with our lives. Right. Because a lot of times a client will be coming in, like she came in for the, a specific behavior issue that she was trying to understand and help and have me help her fix. Yes. But in turn, it was her issue. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why we read the human first. But again, I love the, the way you said it. We're not going deep. We're not like, you know, I know what you wore to bed last night. I mean, it's not <laughs> right. like that kind of thing. <laughs> It's emotions, feelings, whatever around um, stuff. And we're not going in digging for anything. Nope. Um, we both um, say a little intention or a prayer or whatever before every reading. And part of my thing is let me be a clear and accurate channel and let me receive the information pertinent to this reading. Mm -hmm. So the only information I'm receiving is what needs to come up in order to help you in the reading. Right. And I'm some similar that, you know, to spirit, let me serve, let me serve, yes, let me be of service open channel with no yeah. attachment to my ego, exactly. no attachment to the outcome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's the, and, and everything is intentional based, right? Not just reading. Exactly. Everything, our whole world is intentional. Yeah. Based, so. yeah. 
So yeah. just everybody needs to know that piece. And I think that's a big piece that we're not going in, like trying to learn every, you know, all your deep, dark secrets or anything. It's just pertinent to the reading. Okay. So we read the human first, then what do you do? And so then I say, who, you know, who do you want me to read? And then the client will say, you know, I, I need a name. I need a type of animal. And I need to know whether or not the animal is alive or passed. And for me, um, I, I cannot tell. I don't get a different vibe or a different feeling or a different energy, anything with a, with an animal who was passed. I, I know some people do. I, I don't. So unless the client tells me or the animal shows me or tells me in some way that they've passed, I, I wouldn't know. So those yeah. are the three pieces of information that I need to connect with the animal. Yeah. And I want to talk about that too. And Ginger, you're going to agree with me on this. I know you are, because again, we've, we've, uh, um, studied together. Um, I always say right from the beginning for them, I only want those pieces of information. I don't want more. Less right. is more for us. In other words, and I use this as an example, I um, had a German Shepherd. I know a lot about German Shepherds. I have a German short hair pointers. I've had four of them. I know a lot about pointers. So I always say, I want name, species, male, female, alive, or past. So in other words, my example would be female dog, GG, past. And that's all I want. I don't want to know German Shepherd because the problem is I know a lot about a German Shepherd. You right. know a lot about a Basset Hound. Do you right. know, Ginger, you know a lot about a Basset Hound. So then if I know I'm working with a, with a Shepherd or you know you're working with a Basset Hound, now I'm fighting the information that I already know about that German shepherd right? with, is it clear? So I always say, I literally don't want, I don't want to know how old your dog is. I don't want to know the breed. If it's a horse, right. I don't want to know what kind of horse or the age, or I don't want to know anything like that. Less is more. With well, that. So I know people want to tell us all about their, but save it to the end. <laughs> well, because people will say to me, like, don't you want to see a picture? Yes. And I say, no, I don't need a picture. Because here's the thing. You're coming to me to read your animal. You already know what your animal looks like. Right. I don't need to know that. And right. unless the animal shares it. And I'll tell you just a, a quick funny story. I did a reading yesterday um, for somebody. And the very first way that the animal came into me was the animal was sitting down with his nose up in the air. It was a dog um, who I think was alive. I think was al it was definitely alive. And I saw this picture of him sniffing. Like I could almost see like an odor of something. Yeah. You remember like, cause I'm dating myself, but. Um, was no, it I know cartoons where the pie is on the thing and you see. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. And, and the dogs was sniffing, sniffing. So <laughs> I'm like, that's just such an odd picture. So I see that to her and she said, yeah, you know, the dog has a good nose and you know, blah, blah. I, for some reason it struck me more important, mm -hmm. but it, it didn't to her. So no big deal. So we do the reading, tons of information. And at the end uh, of the reading, she tells me the dog is a mini schnauzer, oh. which cracked me up. But the reason the dog gave me that picture, I think, was for me because I had, I had three mini schnauzers. And my first mini schnauzer, um, when he got elderly, lost his sight, most of his sight, and his hearing. And oh. so at the end, we used to joke, like if we were having, let's say, pizza or something, and yeah. he was sneezing on the floor, he would sit up and his nose would go up in the air. His eyes didn't open. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, yep. it was his way of telling me he was a schnauzer. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get the connection till the end. Yeah. And you know what, that's a really cool thing because, um, we receive information in the way that we're best going to get it. Right. Sort of. So that's, that was how you, 
do you know what I mean? Like how you right. were receiving that because you you would eventually recognize, oh, schnauzer, because that's what right. my schnauzer right. um, used to do. That's really cool. And we do receive information that way. Like how, like I'll get a lot of things that are happening in my life or, or that I recognize from a family member or something. And I'll be like, oh, okay, that means whatever. It's like they right. give it to you in, in the way that you're best going to be able to. Well, and the interesting thing is too, you and I have read together. So we've done readings, right? On the podcast, yeah. we've done readings with students. We've done a lot of that together. And for the way you and I get information, a lot of times we may get the same information, but it comes in in a different way. And yes. I'm most referring to, I'm more of a feeler and you're more drawn to um, an area. So let's say a dog, cat, whatever animal we're eating, um, it hurts its hind leg. Yeah, I actually feel something in my right. leg, right. which I know means hind leg. Um, you, your attention's drawn to it. So we both yeah. get there, but the animal yes. comes in the way that you best receive and I best receive. Exactly, which brings us kind of to the next thing. So we read the human, we pull in the animal, we share the information that the animal's giving us. And then do you do the body scan next? Is that your- I, Yes, and sometimes yes. like if it's a particularly young animal and I get an indication that I don't need to do that, I always ask. Yeah, uh, you know, I can do a body scan. Here's what it means, blah, blah. Most yeah. people say, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes somebody has other questions and we won't have enough time. So, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm okay with that, but almost always I do a body scan. Yeah, and for everybody that's listening, a body scan is basically, it's almost like we're saying, show me on my body to the animal. Show me on my body what's going on on your body. And like Ginger says, Ginger's a feeler. So she can actually you know, feel pain in her left hip or something like that. I don't, the only thing I feel is energy. So I always get the same thing on the back of my neck. If I get this, like the only way I can describe it is like, on the back of my neck, that means something that means, oh, okay. And so I know what that means. Okay. But other than that, in the body scan, like Ginger said, my attention is just, oh, okay. You know, back, right hoof. You, you know what I mean? Like, I know that I have to go there. And then I say, what's going on with the back, right hoof. And I'll get another piece of information, but I don't, other than emotion, I don't feel physically in my body. But again, and I'm going to say this, this is our little disclaimer. Um, these are not diagnostic no. tools when we're doing this. So I'm not saying, you know, oh, you know, you, you know, I'm not saying, oh, I'm going, my attention is being brought to my stomach. He has an infection. No, we're not doing that. It's just that, hey, this is more information for you to use. Um you know, in, in the reading or whatever. Right. Um, and I always say, if my client, I always say to my client, if, if there's nothing there, just keep an eye on it. I did a reading, this was um, years ago and I did a reading and my client was a vet and I was reading her dog and he was bringing my attention to his back bottom right um, molar on a dog. I don't know what it is, but one of those back teeth on a dog. Um, and she was a vet and she, you know, texted me later and she said, no, I, I, I looked and there's nothing there. Well, two weeks later, that exact tooth abscessed. Yeah. Now that's not me being, I don't think it's me being super like, oh, I can read into the future. I think what it is, is the animals can feel it way before right. it, you know, but she was able to see it and catch it pretty early. 
I had the exact same with a cat. And it's actually in the same spot that you mentioned. That's funny. And uh, it was for a longtime client. And um, she said, no, I haven't noticed anything, but I'm, ta I'm taking her to the vet. She has our annual life yeah. the end of next week. And at the end of the following week, she texted me from the vet and said, yeah, they have to take that tooth out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I always say like, look, if there's nothing there, yep. just keep an eye on it. Yep. You know, keep an eye on it. So we do the human, the animal, we go into a body scan. Uh, I move into questions next. What is yes. that what you do? I do the same thing. Questions, we allow the human to, okay, what questions do you want us to ask of your animal? And of course, depending on the reading, Ginger and I both do what do you do. We do, you do a 15 minute, right? 15, 30, 15, 30 and uh, 55. 55. Okay. So I do, yeah, I do uh, 15, 30 and 60. So obviously in a 60, you're able to ask more questions or do multiple animals. Right. Um, I'll, I'll do three animals at a time, which gets a little nutty, um, but you can do it. Um, and in a half an hour, obviously you're gonna be asking, you know, less questions in a 15 minute, it's like wham, bam, right. Right. you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, we allow the human to ask the questions. And a lot of times those questions are based on some behavior that their dog or cat or horse or whatever is doing. Right. Or a follow-up, um, right. Follow-up to a reading or follow-up to a reading. Yeah. And then those questions often, uh, kind of, that's when things start to kind of circle around, you know, cause a lot of times, again, people come up about a behavior, which oftentimes for me, that behavior is based on something that they want their human to be working on. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and I, you know, I used to say lesson and I know we were taught like lesson kind of shy away from the lesson. Now I, I more like what, what is your animal helping you with? Right. After we ask those questions and we will do like something to say, okay, why is my, you know, dog really uncomfortable when he's outside on a leash? Right. And I'll ask the dog that. And the dog would be like, oh, well, you know, whatever, give me information. Um, there was uh, an animal that I did recently. And so here's just an example. They say, well, we haven't trained outside. We're only training inside. And so when I'm outside and this dog was a particular working dog, I need a job, you know yeah. what I mean? So when they're outside, there was no direction because it was just like, come on, let's go for a walk. Well, the dog still felt like, well, what's my job? What's my right. job out here? So right. there was like this, imbalance and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But as soon as she was like, oh, okay, I have to uh, give the dog a job out here, train work outside of the house, right. things started to uh, fall together. But in that is a, is a message for her. Yes. Um, do you know what I mean? So we go through the questions, we, we ask the animal, but at nine times out of 10, it moves into the next section with the, which is, I call it the message or what that animal is trying to work with you on. Right. Well, it's funny. Cause one time I had somebody ask me, um, it, it was around health. Cause you know, we had this a similar conversation and I said, sometimes health even is a, a, a message yeah. and he said, well, you know, isn't a UTI or can a UTI just be a UTI? And yeah. I said, yes, because if you do, if your animal has a UTI, you go to the vet. The vet right. diagnoses it, the vet gives medication, the UTI goes away. Yeah. But if the, if the animal is showing you peeing outside the box or whatever other indications for that you know, particular type of animal, and you go to the vet two times, three times, there's yeah. no you know, right. um, infection, yeah. then, then you're looking at, hey, what's happening? What's that, happening here? What yeah. is this animal trying to help me with? So that's how we, we always end 
a session is, okay. And what I always start with is I'll say, okay, so we've asked questions and I'll go like to the animal. Okay. What's going on with your human that you want to address? Yes. And they'll give me some, you know, maybe it's anxiety or maybe it's loss of control or maybe it's depression or maybe it's too much control or do you know what right. I mean? Like any of those things. And oftentimes there is a little bit of a, uh, yes. you know what I mean? By the client afterwards, like, yeah, that's right. I am doing that. And oftentimes, like you had said at the beginning, it will circle around to some of those things we were picking up reading the human at the right. very beginning. Right. Um, so it all happens kind of exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Right. You know, um, yeah. Any other parts and pieces do we miss? No, I was just going to say, I mean, sometimes people come and they have, they just think this is the coolest thing, right? I'm not dealing with a behavior issue or anything. Right. I would just love to know what my animal has to say. Right. And I'll, I'll tell you just a quick funny story on that. I, I did a gallery uh, last weekend. And so those are fast readings, right? Yes. Those are like five minutes. They're not, you know, um, and so they tend to be more fun or funny. And so I connected with this guy's uh, golden, and he, he told me it was a golden retriever. So I think golden retrievers are beautiful dogs, but the dog came in and the, her face was so close to my face and she was smiling, like, you know, golden's grin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. grin. And she was moving her face like this, like she was having her picture taken. And I heard the word stunning. I heard what a beautiful face. And it almost looked like she had a border around her, like it was a picture, a but frame, she put like yeah. a video. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me because I laughed out loud. I heard that song, um, I'm Too Sexy for My Yeah, show. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the catwalk. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Oh my God. I lost it. And so I say to this guy, you know, I think Golden's beautiful anyway, but there's something a notch up on this dog. She's telling yeah. me she's stunning and she's, you know, grinning and she's, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm hearing the song and he cracked up. He said, she's a um, cream golden so she's oh, white. oh yeah yeah, yeah. people do say that and we do tell her all of that that's so i only had so like funny. three minutes let's say with the dog and that's how she came through so it we had like six or seven people in the gallery and everybody yeah. cracked up so it was fun yeah that's fun so, and a lot of them can be fun like that and yeah. so that's the other thing that um we have learned in doing this we say whatever comes in yeah and it may be the weirdest thing and in our head i'm like what the heck Oh, right. um, I talked about this before. I remember there was a guinea pig that I read and he was showing me Saturday Night Live, Toonses, the driving cat. And I'm like, what the hell does this mean? I can't, this can't be. And I'm, and I'm trying to get clear, clarity. Like, was that for some reason me or was that? So anyway, I said that and he said, oh no, I used to take him driving. <laughs> I used to take the, this, hand, this guinea pig driving with him. Do you know what I mean? So we have learned to say, everything that we get. Yes. Um, and the other thing that I said that I, I wanted to say about this before we move into um, the next one is um, I always say this to clients, like, again, we less is more. So we don't want like, oh yeah, he blah, 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 as we're going through the reading. So what I always say is you'll hear us say a million times, you know, do you understand that? Or does that make sense to you? Or does that resonate with you or whatever? And I always say, if it does just say yes, but if it doesn't to absolutely tell me, cause sometimes I'll be, I'll have clients and I always use this as an example. They'll be like, um, you know, I'll say, does that make sense to you? They'll be like, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, okay. Clearly that's not a yes. I sometimes feel that people are afraid to say no because they're, they're like going to hurt my feelings or something. Right. Hurt my feelings. Say no, because we can like, no, that doesn't really make sense to me. Could you get clarification or something like that? Cause we can sometimes go back. Yep. 
and say, look, this isn't making sense to the client, to your human. Can you give it to me in another way? Yeah. And I've actually done that too. If they're showing me something that's like going to be really difficult to say or really embarrassing, I'll be like, I'm not saying that. You got to <laughs> say, I'm yeah. not using those words. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyway, that's kind of how we run through an animal communication uh, reading. Um, do you want to talk about, do you want to take it away and talk about how you do your Akashic records? Yeah, I do Akashic records and actually doing it in two different ways now. Um, and the first way that I learned and have been doing for a long time is called soul realignment. That's the name of the modality. And what I basically do is I get information from the client on you know, birth date, name at birth. Well, you know, I need information. And this is before you do the this reading? This is before, okay. yeah, right. before I do the reading. And then I open the Akashic record, that client's um, Akashic record. And I have a whole list of specified questions. And what I'm looking for specifically in soul realignment is who are you at soul level? What are your divine gifts? We all have all of the divine gifts, but we typically lead with one or two. Um, and if you think of the divine gift, or when I say leading, I mean more like a frame of reference. Like I see things, if my strength is divine love, I may be way more tolerant than somebody who is actually my strength, which is truth. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, so it's sort of the, the frame of reference that I have um, that, that I'm looking at. We look at um, who somebody uh, or what your soul group is, because the soul group that you're incarnated in has specified characteristics. We take a look at both of those. But the real sort of strength in it is we see where a client may have blocks and restrictions. So right. we're blocked in some way. So we're, we're repeating, you know, somebody might come and say, you know, I'm, I've always made a lot of money, but I cannot hold on to it. All right, so money's an issue. Or somebody else comes in and says, I don't know why, but I seem to attract the same kind of characteristics in a partner. And it's toxic for me, but that's who, and we take a look at that. And so um, the, the sort of the belief or the intention is, what is my client ready to release now? Right. So what, where, are they, where are they blocked and that I can help them recognize so that they can make different choices and break that block. So we look at past lives. And right. typically, I usually get information on anywhere from two to four um, past lives on somebody and what those blocks are in that life. And so then we talk about it. I, I, I can, um, by being in somebody's record, tell, okay, in this life, you were, let's say, a wife. You, you chose to marry this person for money to get out of your situation. Obviously, that's not in your best interest, right, to make right. a choice that way. And in this life, this happened, you made this choice, you went sort of attracted or are now connected to an energy that's blocking you, that's allowing you to repeat the same, not the same necessarily um, kind of marriage, but the same situation right. so you always find yourself in. And, and typically, people will say that makes so much sense. You know, I, yeah. and, and in a lot of cases, they'll say I repeated this life. In my life today, yeah. I did the same thing. Same thing. You know, um, and so it's a, um, a real way to move yourself forward. If you're carrying in an energy or, or a block, you don't even, you're not even aware of. Yeah. Right. So and now you're doing, don't you do, cause I, I've done an Akashic record reading with you before and we did go back for um, past lives and I did. Ah, that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I got to say, these things are pretty funny, even with the animal communication, and the, the, w all these modalities, you're like, yeah, okay, that 
makes total sense. You know what I mean? So it can be very eye-opening in a good way. You know what I mean? So yeah. You're getting all this information, but don't you, you do all this stuff beforehand and all then you do a Zoom call or a phone call or whatever. Yes. And go so over I, it all. I collect it all. I have my reading together. Um, and then I get on Zoom for an hour. It usually yeah. isn't more than an hour with my client. I record everything because yeah. it's so much information. Um, and then we talk about it. And then we talk about how can you break this? Because what a, it's up to the client. Everything's karma, right? Everything, yes. every action has a reaction. That's the yeah. way the universe works. Right. So um, it doesn't have to be anything huge. It's not like, okay, you're carrying this block that you're always in the you know, whatever the situation is. So I'm going to just walk away from the situation. It doesn't even have to be that drastic. It means, right. okay, now I understand I'm making a similar choice all the time. And that's what it is. I'm making that choice. So I'm going to make yeah. a different choice. And you break that pattern. It does allow me to go back in and, and set the intention to have the records cleared of yeah. those blocks and restrictions. Um, but essentially you as the client are doing the work, you make different choices going forward. Yeah, here's the thing that, um, so I'm gonna kind of do it here. Here's the thing that I love about all the things that we do, because no matter what we talk about, we've talked about, you know, Reiki and the, 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 the channeling and all this stuff that, you know, emotion code we're gonna be talking about coming forward um, with our new buddy, um, Ellen. And, uh, you know, we've talked about all this stuff, all these different modalities, even animal communication, it helps us become aware of things that are no longer serving us right. and releasing those things that are no longer serving us. Okay. Right. All of them. Um, we're going to talk about shamanic illumination in a second. Same thing. Right. So we release things and we learn. And I like what you just said about it's up to the client to let it go. Um, and I'm not going to really talk about this going up, but I've been doing past life regression therapy because that's like an easy thing. I don't really have to talk to you about how it works or whatever. But one of the things that we were taught when I was training with Dr. Weiss was the awareness of this thing that I'm doing or that I've done repeatedly, repeatedly is enough to, ah, yes, let it go to begin to shift that because now, so I go through this whole thing and Ginger and I did this reading and she talked to me about the past lives and, 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 and there were things that came up like, Oh, okay. I totally get that now. Like, Oh my God, I've been repeating this over and over and over. Maybe not in the exact same way. Like I didn't marry that, whatever, but repeating something else that is basically the same energy Right. I, am I saying that correctly? Yes. Do you know what I mean? But you're, and you're like, oh, so now if I, if I start to step into something um, like that, it's like, oh, hey, that's that same thing. Yes. Like, hello. And so, oh yeah. Hello. Like I'm aware of that's that same thing. So now I can make a choice right now right. to turn in a different direction or not, not. And that's the shift. And that's the, the breaking shift. of yes, the breaking of that's perfect. Existed. Yes. Say that again. I interrupted. It's, say that again. It's a small change be that being aware and saying, okay, I'm not even some of it is a thought it's negative, yes. uh, like a self-limiting thought pattern. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to think that way anymore. That's not me. That's not who I am. I didn't even know I was thinking that that shift can change and break that um, the being stuck in that energetic yes. pattern. That by pattern, that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. So all these things are like super, super powerful things. And the same thing with the animal communication, like, okay, so you get this message or this lesson or whatever you want to call it at the end, you're like, Oh, 
and, it, and here's the thing, I wanna just go back with that because I wanna tie it into these modalities. Normally at the end with that animal communication, that message or whatever, it's not just about you and the animal. Right. It's about you and your life. Right. Do you know what I mean? Just like this Akashic Records, it's about like these things that, oh, these patterns, these right. things that are no longer serving you. It's that's right. kind of for me the best way to kind of um, talk about these things. It's not like they're you're bad. It's not like you screwed up. It's not like, right. you know, and yeah. don't get down on yourself. It's just like, oh, this is an opportunity for you to shift, for right. you to change that pattern, for you to right. see when you're triggered. The um, one thing I well, the one word I want to use for all of these two in case I'm it's popping in my head, but um, is empowerment, empowering. Oh my God, so good. Because that is when, when we say we want to be the best us and this is what gives us an opportunity to shift and change and whatever. Uh, I, I keep telling myself, my clients, you are so powerful. Yeah. Your soul is so powerful. We sometimes feel like a victim in all of yes. this. Right? Oh, I don't know why this is happening. Here's the deal. You can shift anything. You need to yes. be aware of it. So any of these modalities we're talking about helps you be aware. Be aware. To empower yourself to be different, to change, to shift. Exactly. And that's why I said before, like, don't be like, like, oh God, I did it again. I did it again. Right. I like the empowerment word. I like the opportunity word. Okay. Yes. So here's come up. This is an opportunity. Yes. Like, okay, now I re, oh gosh, I'm about to do that same thing again. I was yes. triggered by that same thing again, whether it's money or a relationship or whatever, friends or whatever. I'm triggered. I now have this opportunity to empower myself yes. to move in a different direction. Yes. So I love this because everything that we do, animal communication, intuitive life coaching, which is very similar to the animal communication, but we bring in guides and stuff like that. Um, animal communication, intuitive life coaching, Akashic records, shamanic illumination, past life regression. Have I covered all the things that we do? Yeah. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, even mediumship, I do psychic mediumship and you're, you're starting to move in that direction a little bit too. We get messages from our loved ones that are like, Hey, lighten up about this or yeah. Hey, about you know, these kind of things. These are all modalities, not to show you the bad thing that you've been doing. Right you have to look at on the other side of like, Ooh, an opportunity to learn an opportunity to grow an opportunity to expand, right. An opportunity to be more joyful, to be more compassionate, to be more grateful to, you know, so and it's really understand the support we all have, right? Yes. Because everything yeah. in the universe is supporting us to be the best us we can be. Exactly. So all of these modalities help us connect to that, help us understand exactly. yeah. a divine power. We're not here by ourselves. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly. And these, all these modalities are just different ways to do basically the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. okay. So Akashic records. Awesome. Um, and Akashic records are really, really super detailed. So um, like I said, I've done uh, one highly recommend just saying, um, okay, so let's talk about uh, shamanic illumination. I um, have been uh, doing shamanic illumination since 2014, uh, 2014, 2015, something like that. Um, so uh, shamanic illumination, same thing. The main thing is to release things that are no longer serving you. Okay, so um, I will have clients come to me. Um, and I can do it physically in front of them, or I can do it 
uh, remotely and it works just as well remotely because it's the intention and it's the energy that I'm working on. So when I'm doing a shamanic illumination, I talk first to the client, okay, what's going on with you? Um, and they may come in saying like, like basically, why did you, why did you schedule this appointment? You know, like what's coming on? And they may say, you know, I'm having issues in relationships or issues with my job or something like that. And that's where my intuitive stuff has to come in. Cause I'm connected with them. And, you know, sometimes, and we find this in, in other um, modalities that we do, like client will come in and be like, you know, I'm really angry about this. I'm really angry about this, but I'm connected to them. So I'm like, nope, nope, it's not anger. You know, it may be fear or something like that, but to them, it's anger. Do you know what I'm saying? So I kind of, we talk a little bit and we kind of um, determine what this thing is. We kind of dig down a little bit and I make them talk. And here's the thing. I don't say, no, it's not anger. It's fear. We, we kind of help them get there themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I may like prompt them in a different way. Well, how, how do you feel when you, whatever, but we'll get to that kind of base thing that we want to release. Um, as a shaman, uh, we have our, uh, it's called a mesa and we have kuyas in it. So stones that have gone through whole training processes themselves. I know it sounds weird, but you're burying them in the ground. There's all these rituals. Sh sh shamanism is like an amazing thing. It's huge and it's so steeped in ritual and blessings and prayer and fire ceremonies. And uh, we, we just did one on, we talked Oh, sorry. Someone's calling me. I turned my phone off. <laughs> I'm like, what is that sound? Um, it's so steep. We just did one on um, ceremony. Um, and so, well, you'll hear that. Uh, you probably already heard that before you hear this one. But anyway, um, so the stones are, you know, so, so, so blessed. When I have a client, um, whether they're in front of me or on the phone, um, they will lie down and I'm using a pendulum. We love our pendulums. Oh my God. Um, and I will check chakras. Okay. Because it's all, it's uh, um, some of the issues, suppose we're dealing with fear will kind of be hanging out in a certain chakra. Mm -hmm. So if I'm taking my pendulum and kind of dipping in to this person's chakra, I can see which ones are, are unbalanced going in the wrong direction. Okay. And it's no big deal if they're going in the wrong direction. We have all of our chakras maybe spinning in the wrong direction at various times. It's no big deal. I don't want like, sometimes people are like, Oh my God, no, <laughs> nothing bad's going to, going to happen there, but I check them all. And then I will place stones on these different chakras or whatever. So basically everybody has a luminous um, energy field. Um, a lot of people call it an aura. Um, and that's basically what I'm working on because these things will hang out in that luminous energy field within that chakra. Mm -hmm. um, so in an illumination, um, once we talk and we know what we're letting go and the client is aware of what we're letting go. And so there's that, ah, awareness, like we talked about, yeah. um, then they kind of lie down and I'm doing my shaman stuff over them. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm clearing the chakra. Um, I'm clearing the luminous energy field. So I may be like at the head of uh, my client or virtually at the head, if that's what you would call it, if I'm doing it remotely. Um, and I can see in the body, like, Ooh, there's, it's muddy over here in the, in the aura in the luminous energy field, or, Oh, there's, there's glass over here, there's whatever. And so I'm kind of like clearing that out. Um, and the other thing when I do this is I journey for lost soul parts, 
which is really actually kind of cool because what I'm doing is I'm leaving the middle world. I know this is getting heady, but I'm leaving the middle world and I'm going to the lower world and I'm asking my guide down there, can you help me with that? A lost soul piece, we all lose lost soul pieces all the time based on trauma or fear or abuse when we were growing up or something like that. It happens, it's a thing. Um, and on, in a um, lost soul retrieval, I'm bringing these pieces back to you. So it's kind of like an empowerment thing. I'm journeying on your behalf and I'm seeing, oh, this thing happened. Now, what I may see is something that actually happened, or I may see a, an example or uh, something that feels the same way. Like, like maybe uh, I'll see something I'm trying to think of. A, like I'll see something in my mind, which is like imprisonment or there was a gag on your mouth or something. That doesn't necessarily mean this person was in prison with a gag on their mouth, right, but it right. does mean that they weren't allowed to speak freely about yeah. something. It could mean something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once we do that, it's like I'm journeying on their behalf and I'm bringing these parts and pieces back to them. So again, the whole time they're on the table, they're chilling out, they're just breathing. But then at the end, it's super fun because we do what we call, it's kind of like a, um, a role playing. So in these journey, I've given this client back. I've blown into them. I've returned these parts and pieces to them. And when I journey, I get a lost soul part. I get a gift and I get a power animal. So I blow these back into the client. And then what I do is I say, still using the stones of my mesa, I'm like, okay, pick one to represent the, the soul part, pick one to represent the gift, pick one to represent the animal. And this is just so cool, this part, because what I'll say is like, okay, we're gonna role play. So let's say uh, Ginger gets a, uh, like a, a female pilot, okay, as her soul part. And then she gets a um, pen as her gift. And then she gets a raccoon as her animal. Okay. So what I would say to Ginger is I would say, okay, this stone represents the, the female and it's sitting there in front of you. And I say, pick that up and step into that. So in other words, Ginger now picks that up and she steps into that female pilot role. And I'll say, okay, now Ginger kind of disappears. I'm talking to the female pilot and I'll say, what's your message for Ginger? And this is the really cool part because I'm telling the client, don't think, don't yeah. think what a female client would say. And it's amazing the things that come out. Yeah. Like if somebody, like the client will be like, something will come out of their mouth and they'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> where the heck was that from? Yeah. You know what I mean? So once you, and then I'll say, okay, step into the pen. What's your message? Step into the raccoon. What's your message? Obviously I'm doing this a lot fast, explaining this a lot faster. We take our time with this, but that, then at the end, it's almost like you have this beautiful message from your higher source self, from these things that were given back to you after that thing was released. So let me ask you this, are you yeah. recording this for the client too, so that they get to that again? Are you recording this for the client as well if you're doing it remotely? Uh, I can if they want. Um, yeah. yeah, it's I usually it's easier remotely is um, easier if they're on a phone. Right. So they can record it. Like I always say, yeah, if you want to record it with your phone or whatever, like you kind of have to be on, you have to have a headset on because I'm yeah. going to have you sitting and I'm going to have you lying down. I'm going to yeah. have you standing up and, and stepping in. At first doing it remotely, I was like, mm, you know, but it totally works. And that was even before COVID. Right. I've been doing this remotely for people all over the country for years. Right. It really works. It's not great on Zoom, 
because again, you got to be lying down. And, you know, I usually say go into your bedroom or going to, you know, where right. there's a sofa um, or something like that. Um, but it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing at the end when they're like, oh my God, like they walk away with this like message You're right? and they walk away with these same things that we've talked about before. Like, oh gosh, now I know that that's a trigger for me. Right. Now I know that I don't have to react that way anymore because I've gotten that soul part back to right. me and I've released that stuff that was blocking that. Yep. Do you know what I mean? But again, same modality. Now I'm able to use these things as not same modality, but same idea behind this modality. I'm able to use these things as opportunities Yep. to move forward and to grow. Right. And, and become, I don't want to say the better me, the best me that I can for myself. Right. That's the well, other thing about, go ahead. Well, I was going to say you are, you do want to be the best you for yourself, but the belief in the Akasha is you want to be the best you you can be because you're part of a group. You're part of the collective. You're part of a soul group. You're part of your family. I mean, all of those things. And so you, what you came to this life to do, if you're not living fully, then, and let's say I'm connected to you, you're not, not able to give me or share with me or however we want to word that, what I might need. And we made that arrangement to come in together. Do you know what I mean? You have I to totally be- know what you mean. And yeah. it's so funny because I love that you just said that because you can, um, you can look at that in a whole bunch of different ways. I literally just um, wrote a blog post about that. It was titled, I'll have what she's having mm-hmm. because when we are the best us yep. and when we continue to evolve and get better and better and better. And again, I'm not saying better and better like we were bad before. Right. We can't look at it about that. We can't look at it as fixing ourselves. We right. have to look at it as growing. We're evolving. We're evolving. Evolving, growing. When we become that better and better and better and better and better self, that's what we exude. We raise our vibration. And so the people around us, yes, just like you said, like we have contracts with these people. You could look at it that way. You can look at, you can, you know, it's the same thing, but um, here I am, if I'm exuding my best self, the people around me, then there are going to be some people that are going to be like, like, and, and they're, they're just, they're vibrating at such a low level that they're just not even going to be compatible with that. That's okay. That's their choice. That's their journey. They'll get there eventually, but there's going to be other people around. Like I want what she's having. In other words, I want to raise my vibration too. And they're going to be drawn to you. And now we have a collective and now we have that vibration raising together. Right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like, and, and I just, I, you know, I know I'm getting gushy, but I can't, I love that all these modalities that we are drawn to, same thing. This is what it's all about. It's because it reminds me the collective, that- it's raising that consciousness. Yeah. It's becoming the best you that you can be in a good way, enjoying yeah. it. And again, I got it. I know I keep saying this, but not in a like, oh boy, I sucked before. Right. Now I'm sucking less. No. Right. Well, it's like that old saying, I, I don't remember, but Maya Angelou or whatever said, when you know better, you do better. And so yeah. when you're on that path to move and evolve and, um, and uh, uplift yourself, then that's what happens. And you can't do it every day because we're human. Yeah, <laughs> so of some course. Days we're off. Some periods of time we're off. It's, it's a question of getting um, back on the horse or, or whatever. But it you know, kind of reminds me of that, how we always say, or we have always said, 
know, all paths lead to the same place. So yes. whether you're Catholic or you're Protestant or you're Muslim or you're Jewish or whatever, we yeah. all have our own sets of belief, but the, yeah. the belief is that there is a higher power. Yeah. So it doesn't much make a difference except to the people practicing, but you know what I mean? That exactly. That's your belief. That's where oh, we're all going to get to the same place at some yeah. point. And that's a great thing about, again, about all these different modalities. I say to people, find your thing, right? Find what resonates with you. You know, is it, you know, working with the Akashic records on an ongoing basic? Is it, you know, animal communication? Because again, it's, yes, it's about the animals and helping the animals, but it's also more about the animals helping you. Right. Okay. Is it intuitive life coaching? Is it shamanic, whatever it, what resonates with you and it doesn't have to be one thing. Right. And do it. Right. You know, do it to, to because it's a gift for you, because it's helping you, because it's right. working on you and thereby helping everything around you. Well, and I love what you said before about, um, what did you just say? Uh, we're, we're human. Like, okay, so it's not like every day I'm perfect or whatever. Well, you know me in the law of attraction, that's contrast. People look like, oh crap, I did something bad. I manifested this thing that I don't want. Okay, right. that's contrast. It's right. life. Right. We're human. Okay. So instead of like, uh, 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 and beating yourself up about it, just say, okay, I know what I don't want. Right. So now I know what I do want. Right. And I, so that's that contrast thing. You know, we're not going to be all, you know, on the way to enlightenment every five minutes of every, I mean, you know right. what I mean? Right. Like we're human. We're human. Yeah. So cool. Woo. All right. Did we cover I think we covered the only thing we didn't talk and we could talk just briefly because it really fits into part of the animal communication is doing intuitive life coaching. Yeah. And really we're just working with, we're working on a more deeper level with the client personally. Yes. So whether we call on the client's guides, which we both do, um, or we just connect to the client's higher self or whatever words you want to use, we're just helping that client. Usually they're coming to us for an issue that might be, Hey, I'm stuck in my life. I feel like I'm stuck in my life what do I need to do? How do I need to look at this differently? And, and, and that kind of thing. And we just sort of um, are coaching somebody through using our intuitive skills that are yes. coming up from them yeah. uh, or their guides and, um, and, and hopefully giving a different perspective because none of us do, well, we shouldn't be doing coaching saying, yes, you know what, you should take that job that you were just offered because the money's good or, you know, yeah, yeah. Or of, what do I need to look at? as a client, what do I need to look at? What are the pros and cons? What is, what's going to light me up? We always talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does this fit in? Why am I stuck in thinking about it? It's, it's that kind of a thing. So. And it's interesting that you said that about the job, because I've had clients before. I, I I know you have as well, where, where they'll be like, okay, I just got offered a job. Should I take it? Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And, and let me tell you, honestly, sometimes I'll get a, yep. yep. You know, and it's not, it's not me, right. You know, connected to the guides or whatever doesn't happen like that because it's usually not about that. It's usually, and sometimes clients will get like, oh, cause they want just a yes or no. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, it's not usually about that. It's about, um, it's not about the job. It's about right. some emotion behind it or something like that. So the answers, the intuitive answers that I'm getting are not that yes or no. Right. They're a, I, I wish I had an example, but there, there's something deeper than that, that you need to address or work right. on or figure out. But oftentimes it's like, oh, like the yeah. client wasn't even aware of that. But now right. that they're aware of that, they can do that work and then themselves get the yes or the no. Right. Because the one thing that comes up for me several times a year is somebody coming to me and saying, 
um, am I going to meet a guy, a girl, you know, whatever in the next three months. Right. And I say the same, I'm not a fortune teller and I'm not. So sometimes I will say I can pull a card or a couple of cards, or I can do my pendulum if that's what you want me to look at. But I, I always add the caveat that even if I get something intuitively, like maybe it comes to me that yes, that there is somebody on the horizon, it's only at the time that I'm speaking to somebody. Right. So let's say I get you and I do a reading and I tell you that, and then three days from now, that person meets somebody else or moves or right. because we, we all have free will. Yes. So at that time, it was possible. I, yeah. I, I could see that. But three days later or a month later, or two, you know, it yeah. changes. So yeah. being stuck on fortune telling um, sometimes comes up that you really need to look at things in a different way. Yeah, that's a big one. Fortune telling again, like, will this, will this? That's not what we do. Right. Because we're not. This is a big piece here. So I'm really glad you said that. In all of these different things, we're not telling you what to do. We are giving you the guidance that we are psychically receiving from God, spirit, universe, your guides. And here's the thing in my world, your guides include your higher self, your higher source. We're all here as humans, but there's a part of us that are higher source beings, right? Um, do you know what and I mean? Is, it's just hard sometimes to connect and feel and trust yourself if you're in a tough situation. Exactly. You've probably done the same kind of readings. I've done readings where I've actually heard when I make that connection or I bring the guides in, this person already has the answer. Yes. And so sometimes I don't say, so if, it, if, if, if I feel like I should say it, then I do. Sometimes I don't. And at the end, after I get all my information, I say, I've been, I've been told you have the, the yeah. to one person I was thinking in particular, and it turns out she was an intuitive yeah. Um, and, and did this for, for a living, but she said it was a, a big situation and I just wasn't sure if I trusted myself. I just wanted a, a sort of a, you know, um, an affirmation that I was. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. I mean, we do that with our animals. Like if something right. is going on with my animal and I'm too close to it and I have too much attachment, I go to ginger right. and right. say, could you connect really quick? Or if, if I'm going through something personal and I'm stuck in the middle of it. And, you know, cause sometimes when you're stuck in the middle of something, it's really super heavy. Right. You're so, you're too attached. To I'm too attached. Cause you've you done that for me. Outcome to be. Right. And so you can't see, it's like, you can't receive the information clearly. Right. It's sort of like what we said about the animal. Don't give, you know, if you say I have a 13 year old German shepherd and da, 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 da. I'm like, ah, oh, because I had a 13 year old German shepherd. You know what I mean? Right. So now it's like, is, am I getting the information clearly? Am I whatever? So it's kind of the same thing. If I'm stuck in this intense situation that is uncomfortable for me and I really want it to work out a certain way, I, it's almost like I can't clear myself. Right. To get that information because it's like, okay, is that just what I'm hoping happens? Or is that, you know what I mean? Where if I go to Ginger, who's objective for the most part about the issue, it's, I'm going to get a clearer answer. Well, in full disclosure, I mean, I went to you a, a couple of weeks ago in a situation or a few weeks ago, whenever it was. And rather than give you the details, because yeah, I'm so glad you're you, talking about this. It's yeah, so I didn't want Jerry to feel like she had to give me information that she might think I wanted. But so also, I'm very close with Ginger, yeah. and I know the situation, and I want 
a certain outcome as well. So there's a little bit of attachment with me. Right. So how you, how you did so it. Basically what I did is I set the intention that I would give Jerry um, no information and I would just call things X, Y, Z. <laughs> yeah. And I said, if X happens, will Y happen? If this happens without telling her any context. And then she gave me feedback um, on that. And she didn't have to feel like, you know, I, I'm telling her what she wants to hear or what I want to happen. It yeah, was, because I had no idea what A, B, C, right. X, Y, or anything was. So right. there was no attachment to me saying, oh, please, please, please let this right. be the best thing or let this be what she wants. Right. Um, and I thought, and that's the first time you and I had done that. And I was like, um, brilliant. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh my God, that is so brilliant. Um, you know, to, to do it that way. Well, she, otherwise I would have put you in a funky position and I really wanted some clearance, you know, some yeah. other than and, myself. And it, it wasn't, it, it's not even like, yeah, it's just, you knew enough to keep me as clear as possible and as unattached yes. um, as possible. And it's interesting that we brought that up unattached. And okay, so we're talking about all this stuff. Some of the things that we do, I don't know about Akashic Records and definitely not with shamanic. Like I can do a shamanic illumination with, with you, with my husband, with, you know, that's not, a pro, not an issue. Sometimes with more intuitive, like the intuitive life coaching or something like that, that can sometimes be hard with people we're super close with. Yes especially if they're, and that's what we're talking about. If you're coming up with an issue, right. we're super close with this person. We want that. So it can be a little difficult. And I have in the past said, I'm not, I can't work with you. You got it because I'm, I'm too, I'm attached to this right. thing as well. Right. Um, so you have to go to, you know, I'll, I'll recommend it to you or, 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 or somebody else or whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, really, really cool. The different <laughs> Uh, ways we work and those different modalities. I'm really glad we did this because we were kind of talking this morning, like, Hey, what do you want to talk about? And I had been sitting there last night and thought this might be a, a good thing to explain to people again, based on my client the other day that was like, I'm so nervous. And I was like, nervous, like, right. huh. And so I thought maybe this would be a, a good thing to talk about how, you know, the format uh, of how this goes. And I, um, I think this was a good conversation. I think it was too. And I think it's really important for people to, when they're looking for an intuitive, to sort of get a feel for um, that person, whether or not they ask maybe ahead of time, can we talk for a couple minutes to make you sure you're a good fit or whatever it is, because you want somebody whose intention is to help the client um, and be empowered to work within their own self, right? Yes. We don't want to be telling you what to do. Yeah. We don't want to be guiding you down a path we feel is right for you. Yeah. All we're really trying to do is give you the tools and the, the, the information that comes to us through whatever modality yeah. we're doing so that you can be a strong you and make the decisions that you need to make on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. And before every kind of goes back to what we were saying, we do a prayer and intention, but before every reading, whether or some illumination or caution, whatever, before every session that we do, we get ourselves super clear. Yes. Like, you know, I smudge my office sage and I, you know, do some essential oils and then I say my prayer and I get myself, it's almost like I try to remove Jerry. Yes. Do you know what I mean? To get as clear as humanly possible. And again, as open a channel as possible because it has nothing to do with me. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it has to do with you. 
um, this is all about you. So please also know that going in to any of these, um, we do our best, Ginger had said these words and I say it at the end of the prayer every time too, allow me to be of service to my client because it's about you, um, not about me. Um, or, you know what I mean? It's just, right. it's about you. So use these sessions, whether you come to us or come to anybody else or whatever, use them as op opportunities, use them right. to grow. Don't look at it about fixing yourself. Right. Use it like, okay, come on, let's move forward. Let's, you know, I, I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to be guided. Right. Um, or, you know, yes, I want affirmation that I'm on the right path or, um, or things like that. So, right. yeah. So I hope this helped everybody. It was kind of fun to talk about, but you know us, we don't care what we talk about. We have fun. I know. Um, <laughs> and we'll go off on a tangent and whatever. And again, I'm looking at the clock, uh, almost an hour. Uh, we said, oh, this will be a nice quick one. Mm -hmm. No, never, never a quick one. So we like to talk. <laughs> yeah, I know we like to talk. So everybody, thank you so much um, for listening to us. You can find us as usual on our website, um, The Psychic Wives. Uh, Ginger's website, gingerhendry.com, mine, jerrycarabin.com, our Facebook page. Um, get active on our Facebook page. Questions, yeah. anything, ideas, anything, please, please, please um, visit our Facebook page. And that's and just like a right? book club uh, yeah. coming up this month. Um, I think it'll be by the time this is up, it, it should be, but um, if it's not, our next book will be up. So yeah, our next book will be yeah. up. Our first book was the universe is talking to you with Tammy master birdie. It was a great um, little mini book club uh, thing there. This time we're doing uh, the law of attraction, the basics of the teaching of Abraham, which, you know, I am giddy about I'm all things law of attraction. So we'll be doing um, our book like, but de definitely visit the website and see what's going on there and, and get interactive. Cause we'd be happy to answer any questions about anything. So thank you again so much. And we thank will you. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Psychic Wives podcast with Ginger Hendry and Jerry Carabin, where we discuss everyday living with a twist. To learn more about us, please visit our website at www.thepsychicwives.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Psychic Wives. If you would like to support us, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And feel free to share our episodes with anyone you feel would benefit from listening. Sending you all peace, love, and light.